Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. I'm get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. Oh, my God. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? I really will. I will garage in Los Angeles, California, and boy, am I happy to be here. Oh, what a week. My my sewage tornado it literally concluded Sunday night. I have ripped up every item of dirt that's in my house, and I finally have pipes that connect to the city. It is, and when I talk about, I'm not talking about fantasy suites. I'm talking about my yard. And guys, when I say that I need to be in a safe zone, not dealing with the reality, talking about people humping and talking about the Bible and getting licked by dogs. Monkeys and going home and having people carry dildos be the voice of reason. When I say that I need to talk about that with my friends, I really need to talk about that. I like to consider myself the host of a fun cocktail party, and I have put together a fun one. Excuse me. Friendships will be made today. I'm going to start out. Uh, I'm going to start out with our rookie of the season. We have a rookie of the season. This gentleman approached me uh, this fall, safely distanced, of course, masked, not in a frightening manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have known this person and love this person for, I would say, a decade. We've known each God. other from... Fine, wasn't that crazy? But that, oh God, I didn't even think about it like that, Arden. From Chelsea lately. Um, I love him so much. We were doing a game show together this year. He is... You know him from Drag Race. You know him as the host of Straight Talk. You know him as an author. He has a brand new book that's out like this past year. It's so fun, both the actual book part and the audio book called Name Drop. That's like the perfect release from the pandemics. And he is the new – he is newly like a regular on – a show that I have so many questions about, and I'll wait till I introduce everybody because I know they have questions about it too. He is now going to be working on the daily with my girl, my teenage dream girl crush, Drew Barrymore. Ladies and gentlemen, rookie of the season, Ross Matthews. Yes. Hello, everybody. Yes. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you. I'm so hon- honored by um, all of that applause. Thank you so much. Uh, I have so many things to talk to you about because yeah. I have never truly invested in a season of The Bachelor and I made a vow and a promise to you. Yes, and you here did. I you am. Did. You made a vow. I have many thoughts. Okay. I can't wait. All right. Okay. Also with us, I'm staring at, this is my platonic life partner. This woman is a brilliant stand-up comedian. She has an album out called Deep Dive that's fantastic. She hosts a podcast uh, called Sports Without Balls. She is a writer for One Day at a Time. She is my platonic life partner, who's one of my favorite people on earth. Ladies and gentlemen, Erin Foley. Oh. Call me Drew Barrymore for the oh. rest of this show. <laughs> Drew, I, I read your book, Little Girl Lost, when I was 14, and I also felt like a little girl lost, and I really related to you, Drew. Oh, you know what? I've been lost 
for a long time. And this podcast, the podcast, I haven't left the podcast. house since the 60s, um, <laughs> is it, I, I consider myself found when I'm around you, Arden. Oh my God. I want you to know I just took a cat nap and to wake up and hear that is the greatest thing that I've ever heard because I've gotten very little sleep this week. And so this truly, this is my staycation right now. Also with us is a man who is rocking exciting sideburns. He is, uh, he hosts the Brando cast, which is a really fun podcast uh, that I've been on. Rob Benedict has been on. I think Jerry trainer has been on. He also is the co-host of a radio show with Amit Zappa. Um, I think it's on Sirius XM, but he's, he is one of our favorites. He is passionate about The Bachelor. For many years, he read spoilers, but he's agreed to not read spoilers <laughs> just so he could come on. Ladies and gentlemen, Brendan Smith. Yay. Yay me. I'm back from exile. But also, may I say, three hours ago, just three hours ago, I finished a quick but exciting conversation with Dion fucking Warwick. Uh, For the Brando cast. Yeah, Blaine Capatch is up now. Yeah, John Ross Bowie is up next. Heather Graham is after John. But I just fucking recorded a show with Dion Warwick, and I get to call her Auntie Dion no fucking joke. Wow. I can't. Wow. I mean, I, okay. Um, wow. I asked her on Twitter. On Twitter, on like literally on January 1st, she said, everybody, what's your New Year's resolution? And I wrote back quickly within five minutes. I said, my only resolution for 2021 is for you to be on my podcast. Yeah. She wrote back immediately. Call my niece or get in touch with my niece. Call her niece. Got Auntie in touch Dia. with the niece. Auntie the niece. The niece. Ditch me off on her fucking management company, and they set it up. I can't even wow. handle it. All because you said a little prayer for her. Wow. Yes, I, I said a little <laughs> prayer for me. Uh-huh. Also with us, of course, we have Katie Levine and our producer, Dr. Tana, Anna Banana, our queen. She's a princess. Hi. She needs to be treated like a queen. Okay. All right. I want to start with Ross. For one question. Is Drew Barrymore everything we want her to be? Yeah. She, you know who she reminds me of? Um, Drew Barrymore. Like oh what I mean by that is that she is exactly like you would think she would be. She's just very authentically that person. She's so kind. I don't know if you saw the SNL sketch where they were making fun of her. She was like, she knows all the camera operators names and wants yeah, yeah, to hug yeah, them yeah, all. Yeah, That's yeah. what she's like. She's just lovely. I believe you. I can tell you're not. I can tell you're not saying that just because we're on record. Like I could see, feel the glow. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Because so, sometimes people ask me about people I've worked with, and I go, they were great, but really they were like the worst. But I can uh-huh. tell that mm-hmm. I can tell she's legit lovely. Well, because I would have told you that she wasn't off um, when we yeah, weren't on right. the podcast, which, which I've done. Yes, yeah. it was Auntie D. How was Auntie D? Auntie D. She was a goddamn delight. <gasps> Oh, Dropped yeah. in and wonderful and sweet. I, I only had 20 minutes with her, but that was more than enough time to talk about all kinds of stuff. Tune into the brandocast.com to find out. Can I just say about yeah. Drew Barrymore? Yes. I am so old and fat and I've lived in Los Angeles for so long. <laughs> I've lived in LA for so long that I was at her 16th birthday party and I had a piece of cake from Drew Barrymore's official 16th wow. birthday cake in my freezer for years and years. Oh, no joke. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and right. it was, it was at that, that weird old nightclub that was used to be called Cosmo on, on the corner of Cosmo and Selma. It's everything I want. I love everything that's happening. All right. Before we get going, Ross, 
Give me your overall impression. You said you had thoughts because you've never watched The Bachelor before. You have, like, overall, are you in or are you out? So I'm in and I'm in hard, uh, which is not the first time I've said that to a woman, believe it or not. But I am. uh, And I'll tell you, I have resisted The Bachelor for for a while. And and The Bachelor, just because it was the one of the, I watch a lot of really, truly bad television. And not watching this made me feel better about myself. I understand. You understand? I think that's why a lot of people avoid it. I just felt like, sure, I, I spend a lot of time with 90 day and 600 pound life, but I'm not a bachelor person. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I feel like I've been wasting um, a lot of my life uh, yeah. on not watching the show. I apologize yes. to myself for waiting this long. <laughs> it's the 112th season of The Bachelor and I'm yeah. finally here. Now, it took a bachelor with a little melanin to get me because you know you know what I'm into. And this, <laughs> this bachelor, this Matt James, both two first names, uh, I'd take either one. I love him. I I, uh, I get it. You understand? Okay. He's not too into Jesus for you. You can handle it. You can I handle could, I'm a true believer. I'm born again for him. Do you yes. understand? Okay. That's how okay. into okay. it I am. Okay. Before we get going, Aaron, how are you feeling about Matt James so far as a bachelor, as a season so far? We are three episodes in. How are you feeling? I'm feeling um, great. I thought last night's episode was riveting. Yes. Um, I'm more into the show and the women than I am uh, to him. It's the best looking um, women they have ever had. Yeah. They're, nice. I, they're very nice, like sweet women. I like them. I like them. I'm not usually, I'm more relaxed uh, when it's the, the bachelorette because I get uh, nervous and protective uh, of women. Um, and not just because I'm gay, um, but because I'm gay. So I, I want them to be like, you know, you want to be like, oh, these are great examples of women. And they're never. They're no. terrible. No, these so, are younger I, women by the yeah. whole, and I feel like they're a little more protective of each other. I'm they're also choices. wearing a Smoke Show t-shirt nice. that our Bachelor historian, Lori, had printed up and sent to my house. It says Smoke Show on it. I it's, texted her last night. It's We're the, friends. It's, it's the best thing ever. All right, here we go. We're starting out. We're starting out. It was a, Oh, yes, Brandon. May may I say, just not, not to devalue anyone's uh, experience. Yes, uh, as a longtime viewer of the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise and the producer of the Bachelor Bachelorette Silver Lake. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm livid. I'm angry. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to try to be uh, a nice uh, little honey badger right now. Why but, are you uh, mad? Why are I'm you mad? Bri- I'm livid. Uh, I'm why? livid I'm, because I'm seeing old production beats. I'm seeing All right, call old out from old shows. <laughs> okay. And so just from a pure production standpoint, from a pure production standpoint, you lazy motherfuckers. That's okay. all I'm going to say to okay. the writing staff of the fucking franchise. All right. So, so Brendan, when we get when we get to things that you've seen, because I was like, Russ, I didn't watch it until five years ago because I was like, I have a life. I watch huh. Top Model. I'm busy mm-hmm. watching The Swan. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Rewatching The Swan. Thank you very much. I don't watch The Bachelor. So I was also like, Russ, so I, I don't have as many years under my belt as you do. So when we get to the retreads, you let us know as our this episode's historian. Okay. All right, we're starting out at the end of last week. Sarah, Sarah, who, just as a reminder, if you guys have a strange taste in your mouth from last night, just one week ago, she was our little angel, okay? Okay. She was our sweet little angel in the hot tub. The the way she articulated her terrible story with her family so beautifully, and she just was so moving. I actually teared up listening to her story. And here we are. But then it was the first glimmer towards the end. She already has a rose. We're in the rose ceremony. We're down to like four roses. And girlfriend who has a rose causes some drama. 
starts to black out, needs to be tended to by Anna's number one favorite named Brie. And uh, they get taken out. So she's Sarah's blacking out. And they're like, do you need fresh air? Do you need fresh air? She's like, yes, it's just been really hard. And then um, so then the other girls are kind of pissed, but trying to be sweet, saying they've been talking amongst themselves. Like, she doesn't know if she's cut out for this. And then somebody was like, she already has a rose. And I thought, I'm kind of with that person, but like, okay. And then so he puts his coat around her shoulders in a protective gesture and um and I kept thinking she looks like Alexis from Shits Creek. All right, let's talk about that move. Who wants to start? I said Aaron Foley, take it for old time's sake. This move, the fainting move, had the rose. What did you think, my friend? You know what? I, I was like okay with the fainting, you know? I was like, well maybe she's just a delicate flower and they feed them up with booze and we've all seen this before we haven't seen a faint in a while so that's been kind of fun i'm a fainter so i can sympathize so i gave her the faint i gave her the faint and then um and then she pulled off 17 more things in 35 seconds and i (laughs) couldn't be i i would wanted to jump through the screen get the car open the door get her out get keep keep the shit moving um but yeah i gave i i was like okay i guess you know she's lightheaded that happens and then it just it was like a lance armstrong fall from grace Ross, how did you feel at the faint moment? Well, okay. For starters, it's a really great move. Um, I have a few (laughs) thoughts. Um, Mm -hmm. Sarah, I know which one she is because she was a reporter in Palm Springs (gasps) where I'm like based, you know. Uh, And so, of course, I know who I know of her. Uh, The rest of them, I just want to say, I sort of need to group them in in terms of like lip plumpness, you know. So uh, I think uh, she's like a four out of five on the lip plumpness. Uh, yes. injection three and a half i'll give her a three and a half three and a half um i so she's she's on my radar in terms of i think they had a strong connection from the get yeah um uh i did think the faint was going to cause drama with the other girls which i'm yes. finding out is the best part of this show okay yes okay brendan is this part of the history of the bachelor we've seen this move right off the bat <laughs> right off the bat right off the bat whether it's bachelor australia I've seen that. Whether it's Bachelor Thailand. I've seen that. You know the deal. It's such a go-to move. Aaron said it. They're all liquored up. They're all boozed up. They've all been drinking and swarmed by fucking producers who put little things in their their ear Mm -hmm. and push them this way and push them that way. It's such a go-to move. I can't do it anymore, Bachelor people. Please let this boy write on your show. I'll eliminate the feigning. Okay. How would you, what would you want instead of fainting? Yeah, would what you would want, you like, as an as explosive a, diarrhea moment? Yeah, as like or, a staff writer on the season's Bachelor, how would you have had? How would you have given Sarah a uh, disruption without it being a faint? What would you have scripted in? Um, I you know just put her in a fucking Make America Great Again hat and uh, launch her <laughs> into the uh, launch her into the fucking cocktail party. You know, I mean, let's let's mix it up. Okay, let's great, really make great. Sarah the villain. Okay, great. Okay, and, great. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, great. Okay, great. <laughs> I love it. And okay. wardrobe. It starts in wardrobe. Uh, and that's Sarah. Sarah. That's Sarah. Exactly. Here's a here's a t-shirt with a wolf riding a bald eagle. I think you look really <laughs> great in it. And again, that's a that's a cheap. It's not going to cost you much, but you're going to get a lot of drama for your ten dollar t-shirt. Okay, so then. 
Victoria, who again, I didn't see so many plot points coming. I didn't find, didn't see at the end of last week, Victoria being the entertaining talking head. So like she's, people, the roles are not set yet, okay? So episode one, we had Katie as the dildo girl. She seemed, she and Victoria were vying for villain. Last week, dildo girl got like pounded into silence and like the Victoria full out villain. She's the queen. And then now this week, the dildo girl rides high as like Miss Manners and Victoria turns into kind of the fun Janine Garofalo from a 90s movie talking <laughs> and so she's like kind of like pull it together and don't faint this is the bachelor it's not the Sarah show and I thought fair enough you know yeah. And you know she wanted to say it's the Victoria show. There was like I was just waiting for her to complete that sentence. Tana, how, Tana, what did you think of all of these? Uh, uh, you know, this, the cocktail party out of the game. Um, I I'm surprised. I found um, Victoria funny again, which I didn't want to. I was like, I'm falling for her again. Maybe. She's good. She's a good cult leader. She's she good. Is. Turn you. I was like, oh She's no. She's gonna have you play like volleyball that? in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I like Katie as well. I thought Katie was a good uh, balance to Victoria of like not coming in too hot, but still like righteously upset about the situation. So I mean, then, when the, yes, Aaron. Sorry, I was just gonna say when the when the dildo lady comes full circle and says, "Stay classy to everyone." <laughs> I mean, this is what I just keep coming back to. When we get a stay classy, it in my stay face. classy. When we get Chris Harrison erotica, it really gave us everything we needed. Ross Matthews. Um, so okay, um, our thin lip queen. I bow. Victoria. I right, uh, yeah, Victoria. Oh, I know her name yeah. uh, <laughs> because she, she, I think she's the only one whose name I know. I uh, am a big fan of hers. I feel like I'd be bored out bored a little bit if she weren't there. I, yeah. I question this though. I mean, at first I thought she was just staying for the drama, like the producers that made him keep her. I, I don't think there's a big oh, attraction sure. there. And then for I sure. realized I, I don't I don't care. And and I'm wondering, have we ever seen a villain? Um, make us love them like she has because i i'm with you doctor i i was not i was kind of over her a little bit i mean i wanted to hate her but yes. then i started thinking of her as the voice of reason yes have we ever had a villain sort of make this kind of story arc before well, let's ask our historian brendan have we seen this a villain make the story arc well you could make the argument that demi at one point yes. was a bit of a yeah. villain and yes. now america loves demi i mean it now, can happen ross demi was a fun one who came on and called somebody cancer she called somebody cancer everybody oh, were they hated cancer her. they were being kind of <laughs> they were like they half were, cancer they were like spreading it they were like a like a mole that made you nervous you know yeah, they haven't gone to the doctor yet and you but, but you've been googling webmd and mm-hmm. then here's what's fun about her last year she went on bachelor in paradise which will 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 get you hooked on that too much but did you say that? Oh, no, it's show. not Ross. So, okay. but she ended up, she was like falling for this cute guy named Derek. They were like totally in love. And then this, like her friend ap- appeared and she, this woman came and she got engaged to a woman in Mexico for the first. Wow. Yes. Okay. So that was a, that was a journey for a villain. Um, I have a question no, just yes, very quickly with Queen Victoria is, the, is her, she's so shiny. All the time. Is that on purpose? I noticed there's some glitter there, but that's a lot of shine. And it's so... 
I we just were want discussing, to talk it out. We were discussing her her eye issue and her because she had like a swollen eye and she had. I think she's drunk a lot of the time. I think she's mm-hmm. very drunk. We were thinking, wondering if maybe she was on pills. And we actually asked last week about what was wrong with her eye because they were both. So we actually had a listener email in who's an op, uh, an optometrist. Thank you. Op, uh, Victoria's eye diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is Hello, it? Arden, Katie, Anna, and will you accept this Rose family? I'm an optometrist. And let me just tell you, when my love of eyes, The Bachelor, comedy, and this podcast all came together to discuss Victoria's eyes on this week's episode, my heart practically exploded. Wow. (laughs) Based on my years of optometry school and clinical practice, here's my take on it. Confirmed. LaQueen has a big old sty. (laughs) Katie, you win. Katie, get on the microphone. (laughs) I knew it was a sty. Everyone said I was wrong. They're like, it's not a sty. No, it was a sty. Sty. It was a sty. Never, I admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> your, your, your fearless leader knows I can admit when I, I'm wrong about so many things, and this is one of them. Okay, Katie. Okay, ready? Yeah. Confirm, Katie, I was wrong. You are right. Queen <laughs> has a big old sty on her lower left eyelid. It was semi-noticeable on week two's episode, but it's fully raging on the sneak peek for week three. Wow. A sty is a clogged oil gland, so maybe she's oily. Um, well, hello. She needs a dry shampoo. I mean, I'm not judging her appearance, but I would love she, she also, you can tell she's the type of woman who like doesn't wash her face and take off her makeup before she goes to bed, yeah, which, gets, you know, she like has all this makeup on and then it's just, of course she's going to get a sty and it's going to so exacerbate it. But yeah. She probably got like lash extensions and will put fake lashes on and wants to get two days out of them. These can be caused by stress and poor lid hygiene, like getting drunk and passing out in your makeup on the couch in your big fur coat. <laughs> Someone really should be calling the medics to give Queen Victoria a round of oral antibiotics, worm compresses, and potentially a combination steroid antibiotic eye drop. Oh my God. I also agree with Arden. Excuse Excuse me. Thank you. That Victoria's eyes general appearance in week two is more alcohol related. Um, and there we go. So, yes, Brendan, I saw your hand up. Auntie, Auntie Dion's nephew, I saw your <laughs> hand up. I, I, I'm just going to say this about Victoria. <laughs> God bless her. You know, I think that every contestant on all these shows, all the girls work at restaurants on La Cienega. <laughs> you know, they're all hostesses, hot hostesses at restaurants in Beverly Hills. Great. Victoria... Definitely does improv for a troupe in the Valley, <laughs> like a, a little black box theater on Magnolia and Hollywood way. Do you know what I'm saying? She doesn't have UCB on her resume, <laughs> but somewhere in there, comedy we're going to find she out. Comedy sports. She's comedy sports. She's, She's West comedy Side sports. Connection, capable of running a Herald team. Um, <laughs> but- where All does right. she rank in terms of, of the like, characters on the show? I mean, she now, I wanna, up there. It's too early to know. It's too okay. early here's, to know. Here's, now, Ross, as, for, as a new viewer, here's, what's, here's what she's missing for the villain. Normally, the villain is hot, okay? So that's what makes the villain extra annoying. That is generally the Bachelor wants to get at it with the, the villain. The Bachelor wants to take the villain to honeymoon suites or the home, the, the, whatever. Okay. The, and that and that the other women hate that he wants to get into the bone zone with the villain. So she's lacking that. Brendan, did I get it correct from your uh, it, Bachelor you, school? Uh, you, you could be the showrunner of The Bachelor oh at this point. It is, <laughs> that is canon. I was? It is canon for the show because the truth is, and I say this as a cis male, as some young people would call me, <laughs> That's uh, men <laughs> Thank you. will men will put up with X amount of crazy 
for Y amount of hot. Yes. And all of the villains have gone past week six, some into week seven, some into week eight. So, so I have a question. Really could, to know. Could, could Queen Victoria make it that long? Because I worry yeah. about this show without no. her. No. Yeah. Well, I would say this. I think that Queen Victoria was brought on to be Chuffa. And that is the, the group of women that you never find anything about that they're that they What word did you just use? Chuffa or chum, like throwing like bits of fish into the water for okay, sharks. Okay. Like the women who could just be uh, eliminated immediately. Okay. Okay. I think that her personality, I think that she laid low and her personality popped through a little bit and it's going to save her. It's going to keep her around for a few more weeks. Okay. But I, like I don't think her. she lasts long. Okay. Like to keep her just in the corner though, just keep doing running commentary through the rest of the season if we could. All right. Aaron Foley, any final thoughts before I keep going? Um, no, you're nailing it. Okay, great. So here we go. So then she goes, uh, Victoria's talking about, um, so then she goes back to Marilyn, who she was fighting with, her roommate from last week, who we literally saw nothing about. Like there was, she, it was just that she happened to share a room with Victoria who needed to sleep in her fur coat. And she said, Marilyn definitely needs to go home tonight. I don't be around her toxic energy. I think she's fake and I think she's manipulative. Um, uh, Marilyn? Manipulative, toxicity, gestures, queen, victory, positivity, realness, Matt's heart. That actually happened. Aaron Foley, thoughts on that? Did you like her uh, her writing? Would you? Uh, how would that do in the one day at a time writers' room? Oh, you know that would at least make it to the first draft. Um, <laughs> I I have to say, I'm so happy with this like 24 hour transformation of queen victoria because i was just mm-hmm. like okay i can i'll give her another week gotta keep yeah. her around the whole thing i've watched so many seasons but now i'm like i'm with ross i'm like ooh, we gotta keep her around we to need like, her they're too nice fan- Everyone- she's fantasy sweet adjacent you know what i mean because we gotta we and that's why they're bringing in you know four new escorts because they're- if oh, she goes then we're like screwed i agree with you because these these young ladies are actually grew up like worrying about people's feelings and they say stuff like that really triggers me like this is a sensitive group that seems to be polite to each other so far but at the deeper end when they really went at it with sarah yeah we'll get there even even then i was like yeah they were a lot so then i have to say victoria maryland maryland got eliminated um i was surprised anna like that woman that we when we did our draft picks the woman with the lips with the kid with the like we want to suck my balls lady she got a lot of people that had no like they got no airtime there's a lot of stunning women on this and he's only interested in the down-to-earth ones except for the one that sarah seemed down to earth she was in sheep's clothing down to earth she she tricked us okay so um so then um so then Victoria says, and then she look, locks in on Sarah. She goes, Sarah is worse than Marilyn. She's all that fake bitches can all go home. Go home. Go home. Skip off fake bitches. Amazing. <laughs> and then Chris Harrison comes in, and they're all sitting around, and they're sitting around the Nemecolon Pennsylvania Wood Resort, and he's like, Matt has problems getting out of his comfort zone. So this week is all about making Matt uncomfortable, especially on the group day. (laughs) The perfect letter, my book, my novel. And um, 
And then – so he does the first group date and we wander in. There's half of the ladies and there's going to be a big group audience, which of course because of COVID is just all the other women and any PAs that are there. And uh, he walks in and – now, Ross, you don't realize this woman was on – who we adore. But this person who was reading the erotica was the most famous virgin in the franchise. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So she – but she's now like happily married, adorable, getting at it with her cute husband. Cute. But she's reading erotica. That turns out to be written by Chris Harrison. It was a passionate erotic oh sex scene. Brendan Smith, what did you think about the fact that he wrote a Nicholas Sparks book filled with erotica? You and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah. What do you think the answer to to that is? You of, loved it. How did I feel about you Chris Harrison it. having a book about erotica? You loved it. Made me loved so it. mad. Made me so mad. I would much rather buy. Kaylee McEnany's new memoir, Fighting for Freedom, My Time in the the White House. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Chris Harrison writing a book about erotica. Are you kidding me, ladies? Wait, did we know this? Did, was I, this I was totally ask, news? Is no, it a, no. I thought maybe it would be in a book that had been out for a while. I didn't okay, know if they so, were debuting it in, in that moment. Yeah, here's what I want to say, and I unfortunately, because I'm I'm so deep into the cult now, Ross, during the pandemic, they they didn't air one of their franchises. They only did Bachelor and Bachelorette. They didn't do they didn't do Paradise. So then they filled in because they sold airtime. They filled in with 12 greatest of all time Bachelor Goat episodes that filmed from the um, like it looked like the lobby of the Ramada Inn at Chris Harrison's house, but it was like his study. They made that his son that was clearly did not want to be there, held captive, was like being the cameraman. And over his shoulder, the only like piece of art was we noticed was this book that was propped up. And it said it was like a Western cover and it said the perfect letter. And then Mm -hmm. we zeroed in and realized it was by Chris Harrison. And we actually had a fan buy us an ebook version of it and um i so i know because i sent a copy to jerry trainer it's out of print there's no new co- so this has been out for a while really really now like really wow. pushing it now he's a producer i don't know if he's a new producer on the show but like it's all about the perfect letter and it's not in print and, hmm. and i noticed they didn't terrible? show a picture of the cover because i thought oh, i'd like to read that that sounds funny um but <laughs> you should it, yeah, well. it was like we st- we read the first chapter and it was like a woman that was like about to like get get at it with her boss because now she'd been she'd been moved to in a different assignment so now they could do it but it was like it just felt it felt not of 2020 how's that when we were reading it i'm like this feels a little dated as far as like getting at it with your boss in an okay way aaron foley well like why you know, like he he has he has marvelously phoned it in for sixty five years. Yeah, yeah. He wakes out of bed, wipes the coke off his nose, presents the <laughs> ladies, and then does whatever he needs to do. So, so why put yourself out there where you could be? I mean, like that is a risky. Like it's it. He's not. I, I guess I, that's that's like a real risk for me. That's a risk for someone that can write, let alone like he's he pumping feels, out like some shitty Pulp Fiction. He feels proud of it too, which may like he feels he's, extra proud of it, which yeah. makes me feel like he actually wrote it. Is my theory, Brendan? I saw your hand up. Talk to us, Brendan Smith. He's too rich to care. That's the bottom line right now with Chris Harrison. Too rich to care. Ross Matthews. 
You know, I supp- I'm surprised. Uh, I, I came into this, you know, I thinking Chris Harrison's the host. I know that he hosts the Rose thing after the thing when they interview yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. Does he get more to do down the line? Because to me, I think they shoot him out. I think he comes and says hi. And then I think they shoot him saying goodbye. And I don't think he's sitting there for the whole 19 hours backstage. You know, I think they shoot him like this is the last Rose. All right. That's a wrap on Chris. Good yeah. night. Oh, you, yeah. yeah. Aaron. Well, I was just going to say, Ross, like, this has been the running joke for so long. Like, he has the best job. He has the best job. Like, how do I get that job? I would like that job. I would like that job, For me, it's like, my two top jobs would be Chris Harrison, where you just wake up and you go, good luck out there. Are you ready? And then you can sleep for the next six months. Or a first base coach in baseball. I would hire you for both of those. Dr. Banana. Thank you. Um, I just want to give some insight. I've been uh, DMing on Twitter with a former uh, Bachelor intern from Becca's season. And she says that Chris Harrison just sits in the control room the whole time. And then they just like bring him out for when they need him to do stuff. But he stays there. He doesn't go back to his house. He stays no, in the control room. He just stays in the control room the whole time. So he's watching. He's so he's there. Yeah. All right. That's he's more watching, engaging. keeping an eye on everything. I don't believe he it. what's going I on. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. All right. So I like then, to believe it. I choose to believe it. I want to believe it. I, I feel like, you know, maybe Dr. Banana, you could do a little research for us. I In my brain, he hasn't been a producer the whole time. I feel like he's a newer producer. And maybe now that he's a producer, maybe he's more invested. I don't know. I don't I even miss- know. But I bet since season three, he's been a producer. That's a standard deal. He's yeah, a you're right. I do miss Elon. I miss Elon. Katie, I, I see you nodding. Get at it, Miss Katie. No, Chris has been like an executive producer on it, at least for like yeah. a while now. But I do wonder when Elon left, did he get more involved? You know what I mean? The greatest Bachelor producer ever, Elon. Um, he, Elon Musk. <laughs> he, oh, my God. He, he was great. He was working for de- Tesla. The, the, the fucking devil. Is really? he? Elon Gale? Yeah. The devil. But he was a good producer, wasn't he? Was he was a great producer, but because to be a good producer on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, you got to think evil. Yeah, for sure. Huh. Okay, so here we are, and we're in the erotica. And so basically, they have to write erotica. I panicked. I grew up to New England. If, 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 I mean, would you guys feel somebody that you were attracted to, and there's like 30 other people you're competing against, and you have to write out somebody that you may have never even had a conversation with, okay? And you have to seem sexy enough to be like, be given a rose. This is not a ta- – I would have really been uncomfortable doing this. Was, would any – okay, Brendan, you're first. How would you feel doing this? Twice in my life I've been broken up with because uh, the word Spock was used uh, in, the, in the breakup uh, deal. Oh. I am Irish Catholic. I do not work blue. Uh, I, might, I might say the F word now and then, but I, the erotica, it is so beyond out of my custom uh, zone that I would probably have to throw a tantrum and fight the producers back, back. You know, if we're shooting the Bachelorette Silver Lake or the Bachelor Silver Lake, and they're coming to me and they're going, Brendan, we just need you to listen to these ladies read erotica to you uh, on the patio of Cafe Stella. I would be like, no, I'm fighting all of you right now, and I'm going to win because I'm the baddest motherfucker here, and you're all going down. So Brendan wants to do bats. People, for new listeners who don't know Brendan's uh, pitch, he wants to do one that has like 
everybody with tattoos, like people that are in aspiring drummers, aspiring rock. He wants the aspiring, sort of the dirtier version of The Bachelor is, is Bachelor Silver Lake, where you have to go, like, capture a coyote cub in Griffith Park and bring it back to him as one of the tasks. Oh, <laughs> I'd watch yeah. that. I'd yeah. watch that. Yeah. Aaron, could you write erotica and read it to a woman in public? Um, do you do you remember Brian Cook's um, erotica yes. fan fiction in yes. in our comedy festivals? Yes. So I said yes to one of them, and yes. and you have to write like an erotica version of an existing. I did that show. It was I did. Panicking. Yeah. What was the Kristen Bell Veronica? Veronica, Veronica Mars. Mars. So I picked Veronica Mars out of like a hat, and I had to write backstage, and it was the worst moment of my life. I I have. I have what I call like Catholic moments. I, I'm not Catholic anymore. I gave it up because I wanted to be happy. But um, <laughs> I have moments of just pure, pure, uh, I hear you, Brendan, Catholicism. And I I wouldn't, I could be in Matt's position. I could hear it because yeah, I'd be I like, I want to bang that one. I want to yeah. bang that one. But Me I could deliver it would... I would, I'd, I'd take, well, I'd be like, I've had a good run. And Me too. I could hear it. And I was impressed that these, uh, that these young women were like in touch enough to go, well, you have to articulate it so you know what you want. I'm like, I, I am not of that. I was not raised like that. I am not, I wish I was yeah. I'm just like, Ross, could you, if you. Yes. Were- uh, yes. I could speak <laughs> whore fluently. I could do it. Could? Uh, I would, I would really absolutely. Could? Yeah. Yeah. I, my mind can go there. I have never been a whore, but I've thought about being but one. You, but you could, you could actually, I've thought it, but yeah. you could, you could thought, you could think it, write it. And I could totally it out do it. Without but, shame. Without shame. I could do it, but I wouldn't do it if I were one of them, because you have to think about who James, Matt, Matt James is. Yes. And he is a religious man who wants a lady right yeah. so she's got to, i think if you're playing the game to win his heart you've got to sort of insinuate that where the door to shut and you two were alone you would whore out but yes. you would ne- but you'd be able to meet grandma and his rocker mom and they would have no idea <laughs> right like brie yeah. brie yeah. did that brie did the like remember when you tipped me over doing donuts on the atv the mud wink wink that was good but she's not the one for him you don't think so no i already what? know who's gonna pick okay did you read or no? Just your guess. No, I would never. I, okay, I, great. I've who never do you done. think? Who do you think he's going to pick? Well, the girl who can't, uh, who is deaf. Who, oh, 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 Abigail. 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 That's to me the one that he's going to pick. Well, and I will say, generally, they do it where they edit you strong in the beginning if you win, and then they stop airing you. So you think, oh, Abigail went away, and then you go, where'd Abigail go? I guess it's not hers because she's the winner. Tana, could you write erotica and read it to Matt James? <laughs> I mean, I would like to try. I thought it was pretty fun. It was I enjoyed it. Was it. Fun to watch. You, like, you would, could really you, let loose. I was like, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll write erotica one day. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm into all it. Right. Seems like it would be fun, and right. you can, like say stuff like normally that you know, if you started talking like about really horny stuff in public, people would be like, Anna, what are you doing? But if it's like <laughs> under the guise of erotica, you're like, I'm trying something. I mean, again. I didn't. I did not expect. I thought Victoria's was funny when he orgasms and screams, "Yes, Queen!" That was yes, so queen. funny. No, it was amazing. I it thought, was I, amazing. 
all the all when they bleeped out stuff, I had I felt like I had tears pouring down my face. It was so funny. I was dying it, laughing. It, the whole thing was so entertaining. Yeah. It was a great day. And I have to say the women all looked like they had a blast. And Victoria yeah. got super dirty. Like Victoria sang and she she actually said and she pushed him onto his back so she could fuck him. And it was like, wait, what? Like it was crazy. He shows up in his capri jeans. He's like, she dropped her purse by the handrail. I kissed the area above her blazer and her hairline. I'm like, like oh. he's almost too hot to be like fun in the sack because he's too handsome, right? No, he'd like, be fun. I, I think he'd be fun. You do? Yeah, I really uh, do. Okay, Katie. What are you, I know Katie likes – Katie, first of all, could you read the erotica? And B, do you think Matt James would be fun in the sack? Yeah, I would totally write it and read it and have fun. But – I mean, like, I think I would have, I don't think I would have gone like as overboard as Victoria, but like, you know, I would have done it and just been like really silly about it, you know? Um, Good for you. But I think his was boring. Like, it made me think that he's like only ever had missionary. I mean, and like, that's it. Like, that's all he's done. Yeah. He seemed, he and his turtleneck seemed into it. Oh, he looked excited, but I don't know if he like, he would need, I think if like he had a woman that was like, would, was more like, hey, let's try new things. He might be into it, but he seemed a little more reserved. Yeah. He seemed, uh, so Anna was like, she pulls down the lace of her bra in the fantasy suite. Um, it was like, um, he needs more than one hand. Like it was, I was like, wow. Like I was like, oh, here we go. And like the long, thick legs. She yearned for more. And I'm thinking, ABC is airing this? Like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I, I don't think he would be, I, I don't, yeah, I, I agree with Katie. I don't think he would be adventurous in any way. To me, he, he's obviously very, very nice, like stand-up guy. Yeah. He's so he's boring to me. Like he's, mm-hmm. you know what it is overall? I just feel like he's not comfortable in his own skin. Like it, it, to me, it, it's like he, he needs to like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like he's trying to figure it out it, it's so and, the, and it's just I come back to the eyes open kissing I, I can't I can't get over it I, I, I every time he goes to kiss his mouth it gets gigantically large and the eyes open and people just, keep tweeting yeah. I've missed that wait Katie's Africa. next I was, like, well, I, I, I was just talking to my mom about this today actually now because he seems really nervous and like at yeah. first I was like oh he's boring but then I was like is he just like nervous and awkward and I was like you know at first I was like excited that it was somebody new that hasn't been on the franchise before but now I'm like maybe that's not that good of a thing because when you have people who are on the season before they already know how this all works they're used to being on camera they're used to to the camera people following them around right. and maybe that actually like camera. lets them loosen up a little bit and he seems really awkward but he still kind of seems boring to me to be honest well, i think also i mean maybe part of it too is what he said in the beginning which is legitimate which is that he is the first black bachelor and he knows he's going to be under a microscope and like how yeah. hard they were on rachel Lindsay. yeah that that there's that extra added pressure so that he's never been on camera and that pressure brendan i saw your hand being waved earlier um at the risk of being the curmudgeon of the show which obviously i am i will just say this that um he seems like a lovely fellow he has the personality of a baked potato uh, <laughs> uh, no sour cream chives butter or anything added on top of it okay. ladies i am sorry to say i think all he does is lay on his back you got to do a lot of the work. Get on top. <laughs> he might be able to stay erect for quite some time. <laughs> he obviously is ripped like Jesus. Um, but 
There is no edge to this gentleman whatsoever. He's never walked into a building marked pleasure chest or something like that. He has never, <laughs> he has never stayed up uh, until six o'clock in the morning, snorting Coke and watching, um, you know, a porn tube. However, um, I am sure he would be an amazing father, great with kids and someone that you could take to your mother's uh, yeah. 75th birthday party. Yeah. And you yeah. could, you could teach him, you know, and I, I mean, I, I'm sort of in love with him. I appreciate the fact that he's new and nervous cause I'm new and nervous as well. I also want to give a shout out to the producer who, who pitched this segment of them reading, um, erotica yes, because yes. it was really funny and it worked unlike last week when that, the bridal, they were all running through the oh, woods with yeah. throwing paint that made no sense. I don't understand who won or how they won or what happened, but yeah. this, I thought was a great segment cause it was hilarious and the girls needed a moment to bond. Yes. Yes, Brendan. Just real quickly. Yes. Great segment in a vacuum. 100%. And Ross, you're new, so you're having this wonderful, incredible experience. <laughs> Going back to the, my original point about lazy show running. Yes. It's a pitch from every franchise. In I have never past. seen getting, I have no, not no, seen the erotica. getting up and performing. Erotica is the twist. The, but, but it's Absolutely. a good twist. Look, it's a great only, twist. There's yes. only so many. But the getting up and performing. Okay, but getting look. Getting up and look, read, reading something you wrote runway. for him. We're Project Runway. There's so, only so many design challenges you can I'm do. with you on that. Yes. So, have they ever done? Pandemic. So it's like you you can't go anywhere. You're not in a helicopter. So in a pandemic, you've got to do what you got to do. You're on the property of this estate. I think they, I give them a 10 out of 10. I'm with Ross. I think this was Thank really you. fun. And I think it's rare that you actually see everybody having a blast uh, who's competing uh, against one another. 100%. And the girls enjoyed it. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, okay, yes, great. yes. But okay. I'm just saying, shake it up. Storm the Pennsylvania Capitol. <laughs> you can get inside first. Okay, here we go. So Victoria goes, here's the, the king and queen were celebrating their royal engagement. And he kissed her. Then he smacked her ass really hard. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, he pulled her hair as she managed to plead. Orgasm is real, never fake like his girls from his past. Loved it. Um, he screamed, yes, queen. <laughs> it was brilliant. I thought hers was a... Chef's kiss, perfect piece yes. of literature. I, I couldn't, I did not see myself falling for her. So that overall, we say that was fun. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Bone zone. Let's get in the bone zone, guys. So we're back, and Sarah has been in the audience the whole time. And this is where we start to see, like, oh, okay. She's freaking out. She's spinning out. She she hasn't realized, like, what she signed up for. And she's like, wow, like, just hearing them reading those words, it was like a knife through my heart. Like, you know, it's like putting salt in my wounds. I, I went on my dream date, and now, like, I feel, like, dirty watching that. Like, it's just extra hard for me. Oh. It's just really hard for mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. I had the date with her. Aaron Foley, what are your – I mean, and it, she starts spinning out, and – um. It, this is this is one this is behavior one week out of fantasy suites when you go I've fallen for him. So normally that'll be like episode ten. Yeah, I'll give episode it. To, I'll give you that moment in episode ten. Episode two, I was like, get the hook, she's out. I, yeah. By that time, when she started talking about that, I was like, nope. 
this is a fun sponge. You know, he's going to be like the amount of work he's going to have to do. Yeah. Why can't he see that? That's what I, I don't know. understand. But he might be a nice little people pleaser. Some people love to tend to a bird with a broken wing. Yes, you know? but he's going to have a hard time this season because if he's doing that week two with that woman who's clearly her head could probably spin all the way around, he's, 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 there's no boundaries. He's going to want to people please every single time. I'm telling you, it's going to get, it's going to get brutal also, for him. And she's also seeing every time she's delicate, she gets extra. It works. It oh, works. Yeah. No, I, no she's not going to only have a hard season. He's going to have a hard life. If that's yes. what he's drawn to, by the way, yes. he is, he's feeding into it. And I, you know, I wanted to root for that, Sarah, cause like I the aforementioned Palm Springs news, local news. I want to root. Right. Yes. But when she started sort of sit, telling everybody like, you don't understand, like this is happening to me. This is all yes. to me. Yes. It is so infuriating that kind of, that kind of yep. behavior, yep. right? Not that even that it was a group date she wasn't on, but that she just doesn't think anyone else can understand, even though they're all going through the exact same thing. This girl needs to do a little self-reflection. I agree with you, Roz. You want to know what my college roommate said to me? What? I'm not like you, Arden. I have a lot of love to give. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Flush. Goodbye. It's when people say things. Yes, Brendan. I I was going to say the thing I remember last night at this moment when she's, um, she's really starting to spiral. I got very nervous because in the past, a lot of bachelors have failed to recognize the crazy. There have been many situations where you've had 20 women saying, dude, she's crazy. Get her out of here. And it doesn't happen. So last night I was really, really worried at this point that we were dealing with that same thing again. And we are just going to have the endless beats of, I get you. I understand. It'll be okay. 20 women saying she's the problem in the house. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like Luke and Hannah. Oh, okay, 100%. so here we go. Okay, I'm going to keep things clipping. So then Rachel, who's very pretty, and I don't fully trust, but um, she was like, oh, I wasn't that. I'm sorry I wasn't that. Like, um, she, she's a stunner. Like, I, I wasn't that, like, I, I was a little bit shy and holding back. She's like, no, no, you really came through in that story. She's like, gosh, I haven't f-. she's really good at being like, God, like, I also hold back, but, like, and he's like, me too, me too. They have this sort of me too, me too thing. And she's like, I haven't felt this way so quickly. Like, I'm just happy I'm here. Like, they are really attracted to to each other, and I don't fully buy her, and I think she's going to make it to fantasy suites. I think she's top three. Um, Ross, how do you feel about Rachel? Well, I'm confused. Who's Rachel again? I saw it, but who is she? She's like super sexy. She's got a strong eyebrow. And what uh, they do together? Nothing. Have they, they had a one-on-one? She's brunette. She's really young. She was sitting. She oh he she got the date rose, didn't she? She got the date rose. Last she got the night. date rose. She got the were they, date with rose. the donkeys. No, the, the no, group the, date rose. The group date at night. Um, I when, I was so caught up with Sarah okay, that yeah, I can't yeah. even remember who she was. Can I Google her? Much like I Googled um, Katie, um, Queen you, Victoria you, and Marilyn fight right Katie, after it happened to. <laughs> Katie, will you pull up a photo of Rachel and then we, you can just hold it up on the screen? Okay, so I'm okay. going to keep plugging along. So then Brie, so then Brie comes out and Brie goes, "Did you like it? I had the illusion of the date." Um, and uh, 
the, all the girls are sort of flirting with him. Meanwhile, uh, back at the hotel, the date card comes out and Sarah's so upset that she doesn't come down from her room when the date card comes out, which is sort of the beginning. And uh, which is such a bold move to do. I mean, that's such a power move. Be like, yes. I'm going to hold my power. Oh, now I remember Rachel. It's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. I think he wants to make out with her, but I don't think she's going to win. No, but okay. When Sarah stayed upstairs, can you believe that? That is like pouring gasoline on what's going on downstairs, right? By avoiding it, it just burns. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The only person who's pulled moves like that was another villain from the past, which was Corinne, who used to take naps through rose ceremonies. Like this move hasn't been she seen. She was hilarious. Yeah. There's something about Corinne that I was like, I was almost cheering for her. Yeah. And this one I was not cheering for. I yeah. was like, Stay up, barricade yourself, like just, ugh. So yeah. he goes, okay, so he's there chatting. So she's not coming down for the rose card. And um, and then, so he's chatting with dildo girl Katie, who everybody thinks looks like Vanessa Bayer. And um, oh. and he's like, she was like, you she know what? like it Anna was- Paquin, or not Anna Paquin. Anna Kendrick, I think. Anna Kendrick. And, yes, a good combo of Anna P- Kendrick meets Vanessa Bayer equals Katie. So the so, so dildo girl is like, you know what? That was so great. I mean, that's what being vulnerable is all about. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's attractive. And then in stumbles Sarah in her puffer coat or her gown or her dress. She was like, can we talk? And um, and and all the girls are like, wait, what? And Victoria's like, yeah, I'll interrupt maybe. Like, but I want to interrupt on a group date. Like, which like she can't step outside on another date. Like that she Victoria had rules about what she'll interrupt. Like my own date, I'll interrupt <laughs> you, but I won't interrupt on your other date. So then she was like, Look, it was just really hard for me to process. Like, it was hard for me to watch. It was super sexual. It's been hard. Like, this is harder than I expected. And then so then um Katie, all the girls are like, go back, go back. Go back. Go interrupt. Go interrupt. So Katie stumbles back and she's like, hey, you've had your time. She's like, I'll bring him back. I'll bring him back in five minutes. She's like, can you give me two? And then she stands right there as they're processing. (laughs) And then – and then she goes, I'm going to get him back on time for the group tape. And she goes, will you walk me out? Like when Katie oh, came back again, uh, will you walk me out? Uh, and then she heard them like tongue kissing behind the like Pier 1 screen. That's right behind them. <laughs> and then she goes, I'm going to go apologize. And then she's like, hey, guys, I just wanted you to hear from me. I just needed to talk to him. It was just like really important to like about what? Like, well, that's private. But I just wanted you to know she understood. Like, we don't understand. We don't understand. And that's Victoria, by the way, who is holding her own right there. She was like, she was like, I didn't want to come to you and cry. She's like, well, you did. Like, and then uh, it was like, you know, she was like, well, it was more of a personal thing about our time. And um, basically they were just, Victoria was like, Zip it. No, yeah. I don't accept this. No. Okay. Throwing all that out. So what we're talking about is Katie stumbling down, Katie going, meh, meh, meh. Katie kissing behind the screen, the Pier 1 screen, Sarah holding her own, and the girls now bonding with Victoria, who was so great. Now the common enemy is the common ally. I'm going to let Ross Matthews start. Well, and you know what? I would say that Queen Victoria set this scene at the end of last episode. She said, I'm going to get them all to turn on Sarah. And she smartly did. I'm telling you. She did. Because now she uh, she had this whole target on her. Everybody hated Victoria. And then somehow she managed to turn it. And, and by the way, Sarah didn't hurt her cause or help her cause at all, but she made it on her. And I think that uh, Victoria just kept putting fire on the Sarah. Yes. Uh, bring Sarah down. She's a sister. Yes. yes. Okay. Aaron Foley. 
Yeah, this is where the the power shift happened in the house. I was loving it. Me too. Um, uh, This is when I was like, Victoria needs to stay to the very end, not romantically, Mm -hmm. but just somewhere floating under the couch and popping up. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I was, I was really, I'm always kind of, I'm always sort of impressed when people like in their twenties don't take any shit and call Me people too. out because it's like yeah. I, I run away from confrontation Me and too. I'm like, all the time. oh my God, like that's such a great quality when it's done the right way, when yeah. you're not like, you're like a overconfident, ugh, you know, but she's yeah. got that something where I was like, good for her, yeah. you know, when I would have never done that. I think it's when she's not hammered. Okay, yeah. Brendan. I, I, I must admit that because franchise villains, uh, I'm exhausted by them. Uh, I'm exhausted by the manufacturing of them. I'm, I'm exhausted by the 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 mere existence of them. Uh, during this t- part of the show, I kept checking Twitter to see if Trump had thrown Mike Pence through a plate glass window. <laughs> okay, so you didn't like it? <laughs> no, I didn't. I because I because I know <laughs> because I know where things go, and I know that it's just, right, they've got two just, hours. Why are you on the podcast? You don't just want to poo poo the show. <laughs> But did you Why know what was going? Did you know what was going to happen? What was no, coming no, no, up? No, I don't know. No, I don't know what's what's coming up at all. all I right. mean, meaning I know from a producing point of view where they're going. All right. Well, Do you know what I'm saying. I don't, I don't mean. I I have no idea about spoilers. Belief and have fun with it. Oh my god, this was the best part of the show. It was so awesome. I was totally invested, totally focused. I, I had my dog Jango with me. He loved it. Was it. Fun. it was it great. Was fun. And okay, I love yeah, uh, Anna was- Kendrick girl. It was fun though because it was you, fun. It, it, most of the time, you get the same person, and now we've got a lot of twists and turns with Victoria and I, Sarah. You know, so I, I kind of liked being like, "Oh, what are they doing now? What are they doing?" I am with Aaron. There, there was twists and turns. I actually felt this week's episode did not go how I was. I did not expect to love Victoria. I did not expect Dildo Girl to have class. I did not expect Katie to become so. I mean, Sarah to become so annoying. Like. I, I I didn't see this episode coming. I thought it was fun. Um, okay, so then um, so then she's all upset. Rachel gets the group rose, and Sienna gets the one on or Serena gets the one on one. Now, Serena, absolutely adorable. Haven't even noticed her before. Like, didn't even remember. Yes, Brendan. Top four. She's in my top four. She as she was going, I'm like, she is. Stunning. She is cool. She kind of like gave him a shit a few times, like uh-huh. about the turtles and things like that. I really, I feel like he's picking nice. I mean, until Sarah went batshit, like he's been picking kind of nice. Like Bree is great. I think, I think Serena was lovely. So they go and, um, and so they, they go on a, like a horseback riding and, um, and, it really – they were so cute together overall. Um, and they had a nice chat where um, her dad was giving him a hard t- her a hard time about being on The Bachelor. And he's like, you know, um, my mom really is was very encouraging. It was hard for me to see her sort of growing older without somebody. And she was saying her, her dad's life was linear and how she thinks that life needs to be more an adventure. And he was saying that he could relate to that because – he was he did he went to college and he did what everybody thought that he should do and then he got there and he realized he was living somebody else's dreams. I actually felt like they had some more real chats than we've seen from in many seasons. Like these were more down to earth chats. Uh Aaron Foley, how did you feel about this date? 
Listen. And then the donkey coming up, the donkey coming up and eating the turkey. And then they're talking about the charcuterie plate. I was just going to say People's down to earth with sh- date with charcuterie sh- and donkeys. That's hard. That's a hard one to pull off, like a down to earth. And then a donkey comes in <laughs> and then they're trying to figure out where to place the salami. What? Listen, um, she, yeah, I like her. I like her. I like that. I like what she had to say, falling in like. That was adorable. Yes, so cute. And um, again, I just think that these women, I, I just need more out of him. I, I have no sense of him. I feel like he acts the same sort of way with the women. So yeah. I don't, I want a little bit more from him. So the, the fun part about watching these episodes, you're like, oh, you start pairing people up. Like, yeah. I was not a big fan of Zach last season, but then I was like, they have to be together. I think they're Me the best pair. I was cheering for them. So I want more out of him, more of a sense of him so I can start pairing because the women I, are, 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 they're cool. I believe we're going to get that by the end of the season. I think he's, I think he grew up like without his dad and there's some stuff there and like trying to do right. And like, it's just he and his like his mom doing the best she can, and then if you're like, cause he played football, right? So like, you're they were he, all everybody, every guy has played professional football at some point. In time yeah, in the last so like, seven but, seasons. so like he's like on that track, and then like you can see how, and he's super tall, so you stand out wherever you go. You're the super tall, handsome guy with some like tricky stuff from a parent that's not around, and like you can see how you'd be protective and like a little guarded. And so I'm I'm hopeful that as it gets going, I think he's a nice guy that he'll come out of his shell. Ross, yeah. when you your connection with him, does he loosen up as you get to know him? Um, uh, I um, would like to find out. I'll tell you this though: the donkey girl for me, just like it's so boring. After all that drama with the Victoria and the Sam, I just like she's sweet. It's fine. But the only memorable thing of that whole date, and I could make some cheesy joke about charcuterie. I'm not going to do it. I'm cheddar than that. But I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you, I was so bored. The only thing I remember is the donkey about that date. Like there needs to be, I really am being, I'm gravitating towards the crazier women, which I know is not a good life choice for him. But in terms of the show, that's where I'm leaning. Yeah. And I did, I did like her making like, what do you mean with something you will lose or you love turtles? And then her like talking about the turtlenecks and like the turtle bathing suit. And ironically, Um, he wouldn't come out of his shell. (laughs) Oh, yes. That's like Brent. three puns. He did it. Brendan. Um, I have to say, again, I'm going to say, I think she's top four, just based on my knowledge of the previous shows and the franchise. I think she's going to go far. Uh, yeah. I will say this. The thing that I enjoyed about this date is the fact that they are 70 miles south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, my hometown. And uh, it's deer season because this was probably shot uh, sometime in October. Yeah. Maybe late September. Um, so I was listening intently to hear the sound of gunshots in the background. I don't know how the pandemic has, has affected deer season in Pittsburgh, but I know that that part of the world, they love to hunt. That happens in my hometown too. You hear this and you're just thinking, if I was out on a walk, could that bullet hear me? Katie's leaning forward. Katie's upset. Katie is so upset. Uh-oh. Well, now I'm never going there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Pennsylvania. It's I Pennsylvania. know, but it's upsetting and it's to me. it's 70 miles south of Pittsburgh. So, I mean, that is dear city. You know okay. what? Just don't. It's fine. Just let them be. Come know, on, people. I know. Ross, oh, sorry. Yeah. Here's what we did not discuss, okay? Before they go on the date, 
before they go on the date, he goes to pick her up. And he's like, all right, I just wanted to talk to you guys about what happened last night with Sarah. And they're like, she's not here. And then he was like, she's not here. He's like, then he goes up to her bedroom. She's in, and they're like, oh, he's probably just like, Tell, like telling her to come downstairs, he places his entire giant body. He also loved his tiny gals. She's tiny. Brie is tiny. Um, and so is the one that's on the day. Serena's tiny. He put, places himself all over her. And then she comes out in her little pot for like a wounded, you know, and then like they're snuggled and they're like making out. And like she, this poor Serena has to sit there while once again Sarah upstages and she has to act cool with it. Like every single thing she's made about her, Aaron Foley, how do you do that if do you want to make it about you? <laughs> yeah, I mean I- – I, I was just going to say really quick, Ross. I, it's fun to listen through, you know, your um, your your watching because that's what you gravitate towards. And all these seasons, it's like crazy, and this one and the drama, and it's so fun. And then that usually just kind of peters off, and then you go into like you just become this crazy romantic, or at least I do, and I hmm. go, these two have to be together. But like. It is the crazy. The crazy part is just so fun. That's why I do think they're like rolling in some escorts. I hope um, I'll get there because right now I'm just enjoying Victoria, you know. And yeah. um, so I hope I get there. And and that, did I see that there? And well, I know there's a lot to discuss, but there's new women coming. That was yeah, a t- that's it, new. That's a new. That's the thing that they do in Australia that they're going to start here now. Ross, I know that we only had you for a little bit of time today. Before you go, I want to know. Um, who do you think the top your top three are? Who's gonna? Well, win? I don't know enough of their names. Um, uh, I, uh, Abigail. The, Abigail. Abigail. Abigail will be there for sure. Um, mm, there's the one who's from New York who gave him like the New York um, snow globe. Oh, that is that is a uh, kit. Okay, I would like I would like to see her there because I think she's p- little petite. Her mom Cynthia Rowley. Why would they not say that on the show? I'm friends with Cynthia. That's her daughter. Oh my God. That's amazing. So yeah. I would love to see her. Well, then do you have an inside scoop? Is she there no, at the end? No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Victoria, I just want Victoria to win. I want him I want to Victoria. marry Victoria <laughs> and have a happy life. And if he's not going to do it, then I'll be the man, the one that man enough to marry her. I love her. I would like to watch her on every show. I hope she's on 600 pound life next. I hope she's <laughs> right. I just want I her on everything. Yeah. Ross, it's been such a joy having you on as our Bachelor of the Season. I hope you come join us again. Where can people find you? Well, they can find me in front of my television now watching The Bachelor every week. Yay! That's where they can find me. You, you did it. I would love to come back on and share my opinion as I get more well-versed, you know, as I yes, build that you, Bachelor account. You were callus. great. You did great. Thank you. Were you were great, Ross. I tried to jump in. So Hello Ross is on my social, and then my podcast is Straight Talk with Ross, uh, which Arden has been a guest on. It's so fun. He's so, it's such a fun podcast. Ross, thank you so much for joining us, and please come back and play again. Thank you for being gentle with me. I did it. I did it. I did oh, it. Oh, you were great. Yeah, we're always Ross. gentle. We love it. It's, it's a friendly place. You did it and you were great. Thanks for eating. Bye, okay, bye, bye, guys. Bye, Ross. All right, you guys. All right. And here we go. Wait, so- Arden, I forgot to answer that really quick. Yeah. That moment with, um, I, I was really pissed at Matt. I was like, take it. Like it's, it's Serena's date. I thought that was so rude. This is in reference to when he went and made yeah. out with Sarah. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. I agree with you. It was so rude. Brendan, what did you think about that? Well, it's interesting because he's not the kissing bandit like Ari was. Right. So, <laughs> so anytime he makes out with somebody, 
it, it bumps me a little bit. You know what I mean? It's it it it's he's I I don't know where his sexual energy is coming from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's not yeah. a he because he's not a dirty dog. You can he's not he, a dirty dog. He's not a dirty dog. I haven't noticed. People keep pointing out that he kisses with his eyes open, <gasps> and I have not noticed it. Well, I, I will tell you the thing that he does is he smashes his face into you, and he holds his lips closed for a while. It's a it's a really weird thing. Now, but but Aram is saying that he grabs you with his mouth. Yeah, it's, but it's, I, I, it's I, a lot I, of, <laughs> like like large mouth coming in, and then my eyes are on you. And the women though have their eyes closed, so it's like if <laughs> I remember making out with this dude in college, I made a lot of bad mistakes, <laughs> and and he was from Spain or something, and. The only reason why I'm saying that is because I was like, your eyes are open. And he's like, oh, it's a cultural thing. We we kiss with our eyes open in Spain. And I was oh. like, I'm going to have to fact check that. Anyway, never kissed him again because it's the most alarming thing on the planet when someone is kissing with their eyes open and I cannot get over it. I got to what Katie noticed it last week. Katie, like, give, give us your kissing impressions. Uh, no, yeah, he definitely kisses weird. Um, and I notice his eyes, like sometimes they'll be like kind of wide, but sometimes they're just like slightly open, which I find yes. to be even creepier because at that point it's like, why not just close your eyes? I just <laughs> don't get that. Um, my sister did a year abroad in Spain and I'm sure she made out with some dudes and I'm going to text her right now and see if she remembers this. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Banana, are you, were, are you aware of the kissing styles and what did you think when he came to take Serena uh, on a date and then split off to like make out with uh, Sarah for 15 minutes? Um, I thought that was a poor choice on his part. I have noticed the kissing a little. He's an interesting kisser. It's like, I don't know, maybe if he's just so much bigger than the women that he just can't help but engulf them when he kisses them. But also, um, I didn't, I thought that was bad form to, to go talk to Sarah before going out with Serena. It was her day. Did you guys notice that he loves tiny women? Like putting Brie on the ATV, putting Serena on the horse. Like they're all like tiny little teeth. Teeny tiny little figurines just like placed, you know, like I'm not a big gal, like, but there's just something that he seems to grab. I bet you're right. I bet Kit will have, Kit will have some time in the sun. Just And by the way, Kit looks just like Demi. She's the oh. bizarro Demi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she does. does look like Demi. Um, so then, um, so when he came back down from comforting Sarah, he was like, look. We're all humans at the end of the day. Like, he has a generous heart. He's like, yeah. she was upset and we're all humans. But at, to Brendan's point earlier, if he starts doing this at the beginning of the season and, and he tries to tend to every little garbage fire, he's going to drive himself crazy. It's going to be unmanageable. Yeah. Um, so then um, he, he's like, I like the way you ride the horse. You know, like, there they are. They're riding the horse. They go the turtleneck. And then they go in and they get in the hot tub. It's interesting I'm wondering if ABC is trying to be cooler that they only now like lady gays show us his abs and they're not showing any of the women taking their clothes off. Every woman gets the dignity of getting into the tub without watching them strip down. And I feel like that's ABC mindfully being a little less creepy. Hmm. Uh, Well, you know, they had to convince Mickey to have uh, a man of color as the bachelor. So Mickey might have had some notes about what he wanted in return. But why wouldn't you know he show? Saying? But why wouldn't he because show? Because we, we because we show so many so many tits and ass in past seasons. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like you can't, Mickey. But but can't. he's not 
he's not showing boobs now anymore. Like that's what I, I know that. Why because, would you? Oh, he doesn't want. He doesn't want I, the boobs. I don't think he. I think. I think if I'm gonna put a man of color on my network <laughs> as the Bachelor, I cannot have tits and ass. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that when <laughs> you deal yeah. with Mickey. When yeah, you do Mickey, you're I love I love like conservative executive Mickey. It's so well, real. That's what he is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's what sorry. you will be fired. You would be fired off that lot, off the Buena fucking Vista lot, if you tell an off color <laughs> joke about Mickey or Minnie or even Pluto. I mean, your your stuff will be boxed up, and your door will be. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, it took great. it took how long? Eighteen years to convince Mickey to put a a, a black dude on 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 the Bachelor. I mean, at least I think yeah, more. So, I, what? what are my gays like? When are they? Do you think they would do a gay a gay man over a gay woman? Or Sarah and I had this discussion. Are you out of your fucking mind? No, I know, I know, I know. I mean, I'm I saying- think we we discussed this last summer when he was Mickey. That yeah. it was okay with Demi because it was two blonde women. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Would they put a would they put a lesbo on before they put a yes a, for a sure guy? a blonde woman a pretty yeah. femme blonde woman with maybe yeah for sure. Although <laughs> although if most women watch The Bachelor, I feel like they would be more comfortable with like a sassy funny gay man, right? Than a lesbo. True it depends point. on the lesbo. She has to be high femme. She has to be high. Oh, for sure. For sure. We 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 only had a bisexual man on the the Netflix show where you, you the love is blind. Yes, that right. Is. Have we had a man on the Bachelor, whether as a contestant? Oh, oh that's a good question. At, openly at, bisexual. Uh, openly bisexual. That's a good question. I doubt it. I don't hmm. think so. I can't I remember yet. So. No, because they they made such a big deal about Demi that if they would have made a big deal about having a bi, a guy who's bi as well. There was also that other girl, Jamie, who was bi on Nick Vial's season. Oh, Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was was a smoke show. (laughs) (laughs) I was into her. I'm a smoke show. Okay. So then um, I thought by the end, I felt like overall Serena and Matt had a good date. She said, she goes, at the beginning of the date, I felt like they asked if they'd fallen in love. He says he thought he'd been in love, but he hadn't been in love. She had been in love and she got hurt. And then she said, I I thought in the beginning that I was falling in like with you. And then now I'm realizing I could potentially fall in love with you. And he seemed to really like that. I think she's not going to win, but I think she's going to go make it to hometowns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with the Queen Victoria Sarah Hour. Bachelor Villain! In it for the money! In it for the gram followers! Hi, everybody, and we're back. Back at the ranch, the women are pissed at Sarah because not only now has she interrupted the group date, She then didn't come down. She then made out with Matt. And then the girls are like, we're going to get her. And then so she goes and hides out in her like Cinderella castle, which you couldn't do in Calabasas because you don't really have separate rooms in Calabasas. So this early on, you're not yet you're not yet in some weird town in in America. You're not overseas. Like you're in a group bunk situation. So she's hiding out. And then Victoria is like, you know – um, the girl's got issues. Sarah doesn't need Matt. The girl needs a Xanax. <laughs> Amazing. So good. It's so good. So she's hiding. And then MJ starts going, you know what? 
silence is just as telling. You know, like like if you don't come down here, now I know who you are. Which I like the women are pissed. Erin, I know you were very shooketh by how the women dealt with Sarah. Um she how how were you feeling? Like talk to us about that. Well, I I think they all were perfect perfectly reasonable um you know, anger levels and what they had to say was so spot on. It just, to me, by the end got, um, it got like pack. It, it was like pack mentality. It was like a little, it was, it was a little brutal. You yeah, know what I mean? mean like one, you know, I wish someone just had, had like said, okay, listen, you know, this is how we feel like, and just kind of cut it off. You know what I mean? Because at some point I was like, oh my God, like there, there, there are like, you know, just hyenas, you know. I, I mean, Sarah's like in their mouth, and they're like, "We're gonna fucking rip her to shreds." It got it got a little bit too, you know. It was like thirty against one, you know. I know, and you know her backstory with the dad. That's so why I was like, I know, oh. knowing the backstory, which the other women don't know. It was like, of course, she's freaking out. You know what I mean? Like, and she's a nightmare, and she yes. brought it all on herself. Yes. It was just, it was a little bit too much. Like the thirty against one, it was, it was uncomfortable. I mean, one of them had a really good point, which I think was MK when she was like, "You have not had it difficult. Yeah, you had a one on one. I've not even spoken with him. You're this is this is the deal. Your your ride here has not actually been difficult. You had the first one on one. Katie leaned forward. Katie, give us your thoughts i i was just gonna say i was gonna agree i thought they were really really mean to her and like she didn't do her like you said she didn't do herself any favors but like they could have just at least listened to her like when she tried to follow mj and mj pretty much told her to fuck off i was just like come on like she was trying to talk to you um brenda keeps raising his hand though brenda i I, i'm gonna say this that honey the bachelor's been around for a long long time you know the deal. Yeah. yeah. You know the deal. There's a million other women fighting for the attention of one dude. That's <laughs> how the show works. <laughs> Cannot bring that attitude to southwestern Pennsylvania. Where, <laughs> by the way, we're not seeing bikinis uh, except for uh, the hot tub because it's 40 degrees. <laughs> Bye. Okay. I, I have a question, Do- though. Dr. Banana. Do yeah. we think that it is the way they treated Sarah? I feel like we actually haven't seen as much. Like, it was like, usually when they apologize, they're not so vicious, I feel like. Yeah. But, like, is it because these women are truly, really obsessed and into how hot Matt is? Like, maybe I mean, they're. He, like, is, he is hotter than the average bachelor. It does feel like maybe that they're, like, almost ravenous. Yeah, like yes. how fucking dare you? Like that's the level of that the energy <laughs> is when you're like, whoa, how dare, yeah. how dare you, Katie? Let me well, and I see. You. We we you know they also have been in quarantine up until now. They've been in the pandemic. Right. They haven't been able to date. They haven't been able to get out you there. Right? Yeah. Good then point. they should start making out with each other. Just, <laughs> just to get <laughs> off some steam. They're all hot. There's every one of them. That, well, even the ones that don't talk, like they we know nothing. They're everyone is a an eleven out of ten. That is there. everyone is fluid. It's fluid. <laughs> Hit Everyone's record. Fluid. It's fluid. Everyone Everyone's fluid. Everyone's fluid. I mean, yeah, it's that's it. Everyone's fluid. I mean, here's that's a good point though, Katie. I am so now 
I've been handling the pandemic very socially distanced. There's a lot of people who are on the opposite ends of the scale. Many of them are younger. Like, But, like, I can only imagine when the gates open again and the floodgates open and I have to go interact in society, I might be extra weird again when it so, – so I do think you're right. The, like, quarantining for two weeks and then you get put in and it's a global pandemic. Like, it is a perfect storm to be going, how – Dare you? And it's the hottest bachelor they've ever had. I think. I think we all just Nancy Drew sleuthed it, you guys, because um, they were like, you know what? If Matt sends me home, oh, it's, it's talking about when she goes to go talk to him. Victoria goes, if Matt sends her home, I will want to fuck him because that is so hot <laughs> that he was able to see through her bullshit again. Queen Victoria, Erin, your girl. I just I cannot get over last week to this week. I mean, she, she I went from be like I got one more week and she needs to wrap her shit and go home. I know. So over it to like yeah. stay forever. She's a blast. Um, She's because she turned funny. She made it funny. Yeah. She made it like lighter. And you know, she's obviously like, you know, She's not on classy.com, but I love this blue collar, sty in the eye, getting ripped and ripping it up in the fucking house. You yeah. know what I mean? This woman's been drinking Bud Light since she was seven, and I'm here for it. <laughs> well, just wait seven. for her one woman show at the West Side Connection. Yes. Me and my hoarder mom. It's going to be there or it's going to be at the Falcon Theater in Burbank. <laughs> yep. That's when it moves up. It'll move transfer to the Falcon Theater after, be, after it's at be the a complex. Run- it's going to start at the complex and then transfer to the Falcon. There'll okay. be a run through at the Gelson's bar. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you got to come to see my show tonight, you guys, because the, the guys from Montreal are going to be there and I really have to fucking book this. <laughs> Gary Man, Gary Mann is in the audience. I can't Gary believe Man, it. Gary Mann is going to be there, you guys. Gary Mann is going to be there. The amount of times the phrase Gary Mann is going to be there has been said <laughs> by myself. And it's so me. inside baseball for people living okay. in uh, okay. outside this city, okay. but it's so important. I enjoyed what she said. I do not accept your apology, even if you say it 20 more times. And then Kit goes, I hope your connection with Matt is really strong because the rest of your living day, the rest of your living situation here is going to be horrible. <laughs> and I then, mean, that to me was, I, I, you know, like, I know we haven't, you know, like, I know it's her Cynthia Crowley star, like, but to me, she, I, I'm not a fan. At all. I, I just have she to say said, that was really, really off-putting. Said, I'm like, you're 21 years old. You need to take a step back. She said, I literally avoid literally avoid me at all costs because I never want to hear your name or see your face again. Thank you. Dr. Banana, what did you think? I mean, I, I'm telling you, Sarah crossed the line. Like, hot She really did. I mean, she yeah. did it. She did it. She did. She got the first one on one. She's not coming downstairs. She cuts in on a group date, and then she cuts into this nice woman yeah. second group date. She's not. No part of her has been like. Basically, it's like you're not going to hang out with us. Like yeah. you're not our friend. And because I felt like after the group date with the erotica, the women were being nice. Like this is not a mean group of women generally. Yeah. Like so. She's kind of isolating herself. Yeah. I mean, she, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we all agree. Like she, she totally brought it on herself. By the time she did that, it was like strike number 17. It just, I don't know. know. Some people can get away with it. And some people, I feel like it was like abrasive. And the Kit moment, I was like, oof. You know what I mean? Kit was bringing the same energy to me as like, you stepped on my cat's neck and then you got it. Like, do you think that's okay? Because that's. That's not okay. And that was the energy. But like when you transfer that over to the situation they're in and what's going on, like, I mean, that's it is what it is. Like they were very upset by this. Um, Yeah. yeah. So so then um, so then Sarah has made up her mind and she's decided to leave. And she was like, "Um, I have to go. I have to go, you guys. And um, and then sadly and surprisingly, Katie, the d- dildo girl, goes to talk to her. And she was like, you can't leave. I don't want you to leave. You guys have to explore your connection. I don't want to be his backup plan. Um, and then she, this is when it gets very touching and real. She's like, look, I'm not cut out for this. I have to put my well-being first, which is actually the phrase. The word well-being, like she – like." You could – she actually knew herself enough to know that she was not doing okay. And then she said, my dad is weighing on my heart. It's time away. And then that's when she confessed that her dad had a fatal disease. And then we learn that they – that Katie – she's like, my dad passed away in 2012. And I encourage you to go be with him. And she said – it's weighing on my heart. And then Katie says, I understand that more than I would like to. How articulate. Like mm-hmm. that moved me. I understand that more than I would like to. I missed out on saying goodbye to my dad and I would never want that for you. Um, and she said, yes, and I don't feel my best. And dad, he deserves my best. And then she went and told the other woman without outing her, without telling them what was going on. And then she encouraged them to stay classy. This was a surprising, elegant, human moment with real empathy after an episode of Jackals. And that is why I enjoyed this episode. Brendan Smith, you're up first. Talk to us. I, I, okay, you know, I love it when the show gets real and the curtain is pulled back a little bit. I was nervous here because I, re- I, f- I totally agree. I totally felt it was real. It was grounded. They were bonding. It humanized Sarah. But I got nervous. I got nervous because now Sarah has to leave. Yeah. Brendan, for, Brendan's, yes. for Brendan Smith to, to continue to participate in this season of The Bachelor, yeah. she has to leave. She cannot go to Matt. He cannot uh, beg her to stay. She cannot change her mind. Because this is real and it's family. She and has if to you're, go home. she has to go home. She has to go home. Uh, because you're a monster if you don't. Yeah. And, and I, and, and not only you're a monster, you're manipulating, you're playing to the camera, you're playing to the producers. So I got nervous here. I really felt it was a true, authentic moment. It won Sarah back for me. Me too. I hope she makes it to KCAL. KTLA, I'd love to see a report from the Vons in Studio City. <laughs> you know, about Los Angeles in the, you know, 27th month of the pandemic or whatever she's going to cover. But, you know, please, you got to leave now. Okay. Aaron Foley, how did you feel about this conversation with uh, Dildo Katie? Well, part, part one and two. One, the conversation with Katie, I thought was, you know, I just lost my dad. Arden, you lost your like the dad yeah. thing. Of course, I was like oh, losing my mind right going thing. through it. 
But I was losing my mind more for Katie. Me too. It was Katie. It was, it's Katie's poise. It was Katie's moment. To me, this did not redeem Sarah in my eyes at all. Am I cheering for her? Yes. Am I cheering for her dad? Do I want her to go home and take care of herself? Yes. However, yeah. yes. she did say he could go in any time. You know, it could it, it could be weeks. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing in a log cabin trying to meet a <laughs> fucking guy in the middle of the fucking Poconos adjacent? Yeah. If your dad's weeks away and i thought is this another manipulation is this just another moment to get so much fucking like mo you know attention and then i thought oh my god if part of me did want her to go to matt and matt console her because i wanted part of me wanted that moment if that biatch walked back into the house oh my i god. my mind my head would have exploded it would have been one of the greatest tv moments of all time i know but i also needed her to go home so there was a lot for me. I, I just was like, what? And then, uh, yeah. So, really? I, but I was on the edge of my seat. Made really great reporting from both of you. I, li- I like both good commentary. Dr. Banana, how did you feel? Um, I, I was very nervous she was going to come back when he yeah. was like talking to her. And I was like, oh, honey, there. You know, like when you see like a, like a carcass and all these like hyenas are just ripping it apart. <laughs> Like that's what I was like. No, no, don't do it, dude. This is yeah. not worth it. They will, they will hang you up and eat you. She's like, they looking, will kill you. She yeah. was losing her life force. Like looking yeah. at her, she was looking very pale, very like you could see she wasn't physically doing well. And yeah. th- and that if she went back to those hyenas, they would hang you on a st- stake in the Nemecolon lobby. Yeah. <laughs> But they would have like, nemicolined her ass. They would have oh, nemicolined sure. her, hung her, and like, like, put her up on a like, a, like, 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 you know, put like a fur coat on. Like, I, I, she had to go. So she said, he said, she's like, it's meant so much to me. And he said, I don't want to lose you. And and she said, um, I have to go home, and I have to be with my family. I don't think I'm ready for this. And then she said, I do have feelings for him, but I can't do this. He sees my heart, but he let me go. This isn't the best version of, of Sarah, and Matt deserves the Sarah. I gave it my all. I can't do this. And then they bring in five new girls, one of whom somebody's supposed to be an escort. <laughs> wow. I mean- When one door closes, another <laughs> door of escorts opens. And Arden, as you know, one of my favorite things in the city of Los Angeles is to go looking for escorts. So I cannot wait. The, the bar at the Peninsula is a great place to find an escort. <laughs> if you're in Las Vegas, the Bellagio bar. I don't, uh, I don't buy their services. I'm just endlessly fascinated. The possibility there you, you is an know, escort. You want to know where that you you are like tracking a storm. You want to know where the escorts are. Well, because I think in the in the past, I think it's very probable that there has been uh, someone who has worked as an escort in the franchise. Uh, you when you're that hot in the city of Los Angeles and you're the hostess of a of a restaurant on La Cienega, oftentimes. You get tricked into that profession. Uh, so I can't wait to see who it is. <laughs> Hi, sir. How many in your party? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think it's great. 
let's we should have more openly uh like yes. women who are escorts like talking about it because well like, we just had a first lady who was so come on people whoa <laughs> what does it matter like you're allowed to make money that way i'm not judging i i enjoy it because i'm like wow what a life i wish i had such confidence to uh make money in that sort of way but alas i am a timid creature but, but also you're, you're less timid than us you could write the erotica yeah. and read it you're talking that to three true. people that are more timid than you brendan i was once in the parking lot of the rite aid on sunset and fairfax and i saw two super hot girls that couldn't have been older than 24 talking to each other in front of a giant black escalade and one said to the other oh you should go to dubai you would make like a hundred grand in a month and I was like, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that was your that was your pot of gold over the rainbow. I could have gotten out of so many jams if I had just picked the right escalade. <laughs> <laughs> I am so angry with myself right now. Oh my God. Wait, Wait I've got a bachelor question. Yes, yes. Is this well for everybody? Is this the new normal that 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 we be bringing new people halfway through. What, what I think I here's so I wanted to say as the international uh, Dr. Banana and Brendan because he's watched with us on they do it on Australia and New Zealand. Okay. They call and, and uh, the other it's pretty common internationally. They call them intruders. They're oh. like ah, that's the intruders. Yeah, that's my <laughs> <laughs> wonderful ah, the intruders. They come. Oh my god! I, I'm Look so at that ass. Ah, ah, he, she came in and she cut the grass. She cut the grass. <laughs> That's when you interrupt somebody. You're cut like, um, um, Erin came in and she, uh, she cut, I can't do it. Dr. Banana, say that I cut your grass and that I'm an intruder. Eisenroth, you cut my grass. Wait. <laughs> okay. Intruder. Oh, no, the intruders are here and she came and cut my grass. If you want to hear oh, more wonderful accents like that, you can join our Patreon and you get access to all sorts of episodes, which is by the way, Brendan, how fun is Bachelor in Paradise Australia? Oh my God, it's just the greatest. <laughs> Arden makes us, Aaron Arden makes us all, she'll find a sentence and she'll make all of us do repeat the sentence in an Australian uh, <laughs> accent. That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I can't, I'm the worst Australian <laughs> accent person. Katie Levine, will you tell me the intruders are here and she just cut the grass with an Australian accent, please? The intruders are here, and she just cut the grass. What? <laughs> is that good? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Aaron Foley, try it. The intruders are here. She just cut the grass. I am deaf. <laughs> the intruders are here. And she just cut the grass. You sound like an old-timey, like, newspaper reporter. <laughs> <laughs> try it, Aaron. Try it. This is what our Patreon the, is like. This, it's all this. The intruders... <laughs> 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 Wait, say a little Australian again. Who's the best at Anna? Anna. Anna, Anna try uh, it. Well, actually, you know, I have audio. You want to hear it? Yeah, oh, let's hear it. Yeah, I yeah. Have... Let's do a sentence. Let's do a sentence. Let's pick okay. one. Intruders. Okay, we're going to do a pen- sentence. This is- cocktail party is well underway at the Argentinian countryside estate. Okay, this is New Zealand. Ready? Okay. The cocktail. I'm going to try it. Ready? Say, let me hear it one more time. The cocktail party is well underway at the Argentinian countryside estate. Okay, here we go. The cocktail party is well underway in the Argentinian cocktail uh, <laughs> something countryside estate. The cocktail party is started in the Argentinian estate. Okay, Brendan. 
two days ago, I saw a tanker back there. You want to get out? You talk to me. Dr. Banana. The cocktail party started this day. Well underway. Well underway. Well underway at the Argentinian estate. Dr. Levine. The cocktail party was well underway in the Argentinian countryside estate. That one was way bad. That was so bad. The cocktail party is well underway in the Argentinian countryside estate. That was this good. Is like that was if good. Robin Leach was on crack. Yep. <laughs> it's this so is what it reminds me of. This is all we do. Okay. Oh. Okay. That was amazing. Can I just drop one bit of info that's been going around Twitter? Yeah. Mm. Uh, apparently, Sarah. Had a boyfriend that she left and is now back together with. <gasps> she really? That's what people are reporting. I don't know. I don't know if that's based in fact. Oh, so we also talk about the fact that Dale and Dale and what's her name Claire. broke up. Claire I am and shocked. Shocked. Claire and Dale broke up. Yeah. Claire and Dale broke up. Can I say oh, no. that one of the things that, uh, that made me super happy about last night, uh, besides the Taco Bell commercial for the loaded nacho taco? Um, is the Arden, you know this about me. I'm invested in Jojo and Jordan. Yep. I follow them on social media. <laughs> I love those two. I love their show where they flip homes and turn them into Airbnbs <laughs> and their Heineken commercial. I cried. <laughs> I'm just so, I don't know why, because I hate quarterbacks and lead cheerleaders, but I'm invested in Jojo and Jordan. It was the happiest thing about my night last night. How about watching the good doctor take a shower? Oh, okay. Forget it. He gets laid more than the good doctor gets laid. Sarah had never seen, like, she didn't know the premise of the good doctor. He's so horny. He's so horny. She's like, why would anybody watch that show? And I go, well, I think it's like he has autism. She goes, oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's always oh. so huge. Okay. Well, you guys. Uh, oh, by the way, we really, we got so many great reviews. Here's one of our, please review us on iTunes. Like us. We're Okay. We're not at 1.1. Let's just get us to 1.2. Baby steps. Just go like us on iTunes right now and leave us a review. Here's a few of the great reviews we got. This is from Jill Jill 99999 five stars. The best distraction from a civil war. I used to listen to political slash news related podcasts, you know, like true adult content at work to stay informed. But when I realized that was affecting my mental health, I turned to this podcast instead. I went back and listened to all the episodes, even your uh, coverage of Ari's time on Emily's season. Wow. And the amount of joy it brought me is unmatched. Now I catch myself calling people smoke shows and saying things are so good. And when people ask me what I'm talking about, I just say, it's an inside joke. Thank you for being my pandemic best friends and for covering the greatest show on television. Oh, Jill, what a nice review. Things are so good. I'm crazy right now. I'm just so crazy busy. How sweet is that, Katie? Don't you love that she went back and listened to all the episodes? That's so fun. What a good thing to do, you know, during our time during the pandemic. What a perfect time to go back and listen to all the old episodes. 
Absolutely. And look, we're aware that the episodes are getting longer, but we feel like people need the distraction. We got a, we got a review from somebody who's upset. Four stars from a loyal listener from Amy. Two hours. I absolutely love this podcast. I've been listening for a couple of years. However, I found myself listening to it less and less because it's two hours long. Factoring commercials, that's longer than the actual Bachelor episode themselves. It's quite the time commitment. I wish it was only an hour so I could regularly listen to Art and the Gang and their hilarious take on the Bachelor Bachelorette. Well, I understand that, Amy. I I am sensitive to people's time. I I agree with you. I think, honestly, we're all so isolated and it's so fun to be on here and it's like – it's such a joy. And Katie has an idea for how to listen to it for yeah. an hour. Most podcast apps, um, they have the ability to listen to it at like one and a half speed or two times speed. I honestly listen to almost every podcast at one and a half speed. I just prefer it that way. Yeah. And then it goes by quicker. Yes. And, you know, we're having more un- – like the good news is we're getting we've gotten more popular and more people want to come on and so as a host I always try to make sure everybody gets fair time which just makes the episodes a little longer which cuz we want to be able to have on everybody now that Jerry's on and Doug is on and now Ross is on and, and that that it's just they're just bigger episodes that's why they're bigger episodes so everybody gets their chance to share just so, just so you understand but maybe you're not even listening cuz you haven't gotten this far <laughs> all right Five stars. Sapum helps me in the sky. I'm a flight attendant. I always listen to this podcast on my way to work. By the time I arrive, I'm in such a good mood. No one can mess with me. I wait for each episode to come out and I save it for my drive. I honestly fell in love with Zach and Tasha, but I'm not quite feeling strong about any of the women on Matt's season. I've also known people like Queen Victoria. She found out that Victoria had been a flight attendant for a private airline, which honestly blew me away. Can you see her doing customer service? The company probably went under due to her. Thanks again for the laughs. Well, Sam, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you feel like nobody can mess with you. Thank you for your service. Uh, And we love all of your reviews. Come on. We're going for 1.2. That's what's next. And... We love all your emails, like that awesome email that we got earlier from the uh, from the eye doctor. We read all of them. We, we really appreciate all of them. So please email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. Maybe we'll read it on the air. Okay, you can also participate if you want to participate in Tweet of the Week. Just do it by midnight on Monday night's Pacific time and tag either Anna Hosnie, H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, or myself, Arda Marine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N, and do the hashtag W-Y-A-T-R. Will you guys help me pick a Tweet of the Week? All right. This is from um, Jeremy Konopka at 6-4-Ginger. I'm assuming this is what it felt like to be at the Bridgerton table read. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys watch Bridgerton? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's like, it's like fancy porn. It's like porn. Okay. All right. Well, that makes, if you guys watched Bridgerton, then you would know that it's super dirty. Okay. Um, This is from Ryan Paulson at our Paulson photo. Every white girl on this group date right now is like, I got this. I watched 50 shades of gray on TBS in my college dorm room last month. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Paige Cooper at peace Cooper 16. What are the odds that this public erotica reading date also started with a group prayer? <laughs> that's, oh, that's a good amazing. one. That's a good one. Um, oh, this is okay. Wait, here's one. 
This one makes me laugh. This is from I'm Better Than Ben Shapiro at Andrea underscore Shapiro. Y'all thought the bleeps from Victoria's erotica were probably sexual, but I just obtained a transcript and apparently she said, don't forget, we're storming the Capitol. (laughs) We're taking back our country. Q has spoken. Yes, Q. Oh, Oh. I didn't think the prayer one would be top, but I forget it. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Another one. You can tell me podcast at you can tell me pod. Volleyball starts at midnight, says Victoria, after getting all of us to be on her side in this episode. Yeah. yeah. The vow. Did you watch the vow? Good, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, this is from 3D underscore Dorito at Jashal. Matt's early interest in turtles explains his love of the turtleneck. This also made me last. Do you remember last week when they were on the ATV and he kept being like, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And then he did donuts and like flipped her immediately. He's like, I want you to say it. Say that you trust me. Okay, that is just a little backstory. This is from... Uh, Inigo Barfstable at Inigo Barfstable. Matt, do you trust me? Does donuts on a horse? <laughs> 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 I knew Eric <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's so many good ones. This is from Michael Simmons at Simmons 25. Me trying to figure out what is sexier, the reading from the perfect letter or the shower promo from the good doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And this will be our final one. These are our strong batch. And by the way, a lot of new tweeters. Strong batch. This is from at Basebone One, Seth Vat Total Landscaping. Everyone knows you're not supposed to touch the food on dinner dates, but this donkey was missed an opportunity to eat some ass. Yeah. Oh my God. God, there's so many. We've got donuts on a donkey. We've got eat some vat. We eat some ass. We've got we've, we've got eat some vat. We've got um we've got the um donuts the on the horse. We have the donuts on the horse. We have the capital, and then we have the prayer before the erotica. So clearly the capital is one of them. Which is the second one? I do like the shower promo. <laughs> okay, so we'll do shower promo. Okay, here we go. Okay, I'm going to start with that. So here are the final two. Michael Simmons at Simmons 25. <laughs> he, he, he recorded a photo, too. This is the photo. Uh. This is a photo. Me trying to figure out what is sexier. <laughs> the reading from the perfect letter or the shower promo from the good doctor. <laughs> That's good. I do like. I do also like Matt. Do you trust me? Does donuts on a horse? Donuts on a horse is donuts on a horse makes me laugh. Or I also love erotica reading start of the group prayer. But here we go. Then we okay. So we have we have the uh, uh, good doctor or I'm better than Ben Shapiro at Andrea underscore Shapiro. Y'all thought the bleeps from Victoria's erotica were probably sexual, but I just obtained a transcript, and apparently she said, and this is in all caps, don't forget, we're storming the Capitol on January 6th. We're taking back our 
Treasury. Q has spoken. Yes, Q. <laughs> yep. Yes. yes. I mean, uh, that was amazing. Okay. I'm going to start with you, Aaron Foley. Good doctor or tick storming the Capitol January. I mean, I have, I needed to laugh, and uh, they were both all, first of all, they're all wonderful, but stor- storming the Capitol, like, it's, it's just the joke that it's, it's a terrible event, but there's nothing now funnier to be like, if you're late to something, you're like, oh, I was just in the Capitol. Uh, what did I? What did I miss? I mean, it's it's never going to get old. Oh my God! All right, Katie's leaning forward. What do you want to do? Good doctor or storm in the Capitol? Storm in the Capitol for sure. That one's perfect. It's Do- perfect. Doctor Banana. Storming the Capitol. All the- <laughs> Brendan. Hey, I just bought Nancy Pelosi's laptop on eBay. So storming the Capitol. <laughs> All right. Got- you have spoken. <laughs> It's unanimous. I'm better than Ben Shapiro at Andrea underscore Shapiro. Y'all thought the bleeps from Victoria's erotica were probably sexual, but I just obtained a transcript and apparently she said, don't forget, we're storming the Capitol January 6th. We're taking back our country. Queen Q has spoken. Yes, Q. (laughs) I mean, that's perfection. It's perfection. Wow. Okay. Where can people find you? What would you like to promote? Brendan Smith. TheBrandoCast.com with links to Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. Blank Capatch is up now. John Ross Bally will be up tomorrow by the time this is then. Heather Graham and, of course, Dion Warwick coming up on the show. All right. Aaron Foley, where can people find you? What would you like to promote? Um, I am now really good friends with Dion Warwick, so <laughs> I'd like to promote that. Um, uh, just doing more stand up these days, so I'm gonna be posting my schedule on AaronKFoley.com. And-, and you guys need a laugh. Let me tell you. This is a joke assassin. She is a surgeon, not only with her writing, but her delivery. She, No one is funnier than Erin Foley. So to That's support nice. a stand-up comic and purchase her album, Deep Dive, truly, it is – she – Tears. If you loved that tweet, you will love this <laughs> album. She's hilarious. Go listen to it when you go for a walk around the, uh, the neighborhood. Tell your friends. Deep dive with Aaron Foley. And I will also be. Thank you for that storming um, Griffith Park Observatory to take <laughs> over um, the the. Just uh, you know, just I just want to keep the oaths. I'm a keeper of the oath, so I will be at Griffith Park. <laughs> I'm there with you. I'm Tomorrow. there with you. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Take back the observatory. All yeah. right, Dr. Banana. Yeah, I will be with Aaron. We will be taking back the Tesla coil. We've gone too far. Okay. <laughs> and I'm at Anna Hosni on Twitter. Keep tweeting at me. It's so fun on Monday nights. You guys oh my God. Hilarious, and a part of me is like, "How are all these people like late night joke writers?" <laughs> Can I just say and keep telling your friends? We're just always trying to grow. We love all of our new listeners, and if you enjoyed our accents, check us out on Patreon. We'll accept this, Rose. If you have any questions about, if you have a hard time finding us or whatever, rosepodcast at gmail dot com. My book. Little Miss Little Compton. She's a fun read. And, so fun. Uh, she's such a fun read. And uh, you should get a copy, okay? Anywhere you want to get it. I'm also on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Like us, etc. Katie Levine, what would you like to promote, my queen? 
Uh, I am KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. And please donate to the your local food bank. You guys stay safe, wear a mask. We're so close to the end of this, just but not quite there yet. So hunker down. Don't, don't give up yet. We got this. We're in this together. We love you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.